we went down to the beach. Um, you know, we just started playing uh, this game that it wasn't even a game at the time, right? It was four six foot tall PVC pipes, um, four red solo cups and, and two Frisbees. And welcome to the Run the Race podcast, where we chat about fitness and faith. You know, we all do need motivation, whether it's to lose weight or get stronger physically or get closer to God as we seek purpose in life. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life as we sit down with fascinating guests, digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. And hope you are doing well out there as you're listening to this uh, podcast. This is episode number 31. We've been at this since uh, last November, and hard to believe it's already July of 2020. This has been a, a crazy first six months of the year so far. We hope we can get things back to normal maybe over the next few months and continuing to pray for you and your family and friends being safe where you're at. Um, I know a lot of us are stir crazy, um, but uh, I'm thankful for you finding this podcast and listening to it as we talk about fitness and faith. You can go to WTVM.com slash podcast if you'd like to listen to any of the previous 30 episodes, including the last one with Pastor Jay Bailey, who takes us on his journey from Jamaica to USA Citizen um, and also his, his path to uh, the ministry. And uh, so many things in between in terms of trips to cycling across Africa and uh, following in the footsteps of Jesus in Israel. Our guest today is a former Major League Baseball pitcher. And uh, it's uh, appropriate because the uh, Major League Baseball season, a much shortened one, 60 games, is supposed to start in just a few weeks uh, if COVID-19 doesn't cancel it once again. And I'm talking today to former Major League Baseball pitcher Kevin Jepson who uh, pitched for uh, 10 years, coming out of the bullpen for the Angels, Twins, Rays, and Rangers, all the way up until two years ago. We talked to him about uh, his career uh, playing professional baseball, and uh, he's a father now, and talked about uh, um, his life as a new CEO of a fun new game called Cup Checks. We're going to hear more about that in just a little bit, and uh, his partnership in terms of helping to to reach people, uh, especially men, when it comes to testicular cancer. And he also talks a lot about the state of baseball right now. A lot of you are fans of sports and looking forward to things uh, returning uh, again on our TV screens and on uh, baseball fields across America. So it's going to be a little different this year, obviously, with baseball. It's going to be 60 games instead of 162. So each team will play 10 games against each of the other teams in their division. That's 40 of those, and there's interleague games. Now, opening day is supposed to be July 23rd for just a couple of games. Then most of the other teams will play their first games on July 24th. Regular season supposed to end on September 27th in the usual format for the postseason. They have a universal designated hitter, DH, and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, my Atlanta Braves go back at it. They've got a, a series um, of, of about 10 games um, in early September against their rivals, the Washington Nationals. So looking forward to that. Before we uh, get to uh, our interview with Kevin Jepson, I wanted to kind of uh, uh, give you some insight in terms of a conversation I recently had via text with a friend and also a listener of this podcast 
um, who uh, I won't share her name, but I won't. Uh, she won't mind me sharing this conversation. Uh, she is uh, wants to be, you know, she's wants to be a runner and wants to start off and, and obviously start off uh, slow as you're supposed to do. And I wanted to kind of give you some insight and some some of our conversation, what it was like, because you may be in the same position where you're trying to make sure you don't spend too much money, make sure you don't get injured, and make sure that you can do something like a 5K. So she said, um, I was looking for a, a 5K in this area. I really think I want to sign up for one uh, like in October or December. Is that an attainable goal? So here's what I told her in a text. I said, very attainable. When I started running seven plus years ago, I used a popular free app, C25K, Couch to 5K. It's eight weeks where you run, jog, walk, back and forth three times a week for only 30 minutes. Now, speed, I told her, makes no difference. It's just getting out there for that time, following the schedule. If you started that now, feel comfortable. Uh, you could do a 5K in, in just a few months. Uh, there are local races in you know September, December. Uh, you just got to Google that. The three biggest keys I told her are quality running shoes that fit your gait and running style. A local running store can help you with that. Um, stretching your hamstrings and calves and anything else you need after each run or walk. And also staying motivated and disciplined. So uh, that's my advice to her and my advice to you as well, uh, because we want you to be fit, uh, not only spiritually and emotionally, but also physically as well. And uh, running is one way to do that. You can walk, you can play sports, you can go to the gym, work out, lift weights, uh, whatever you feel like you can get motivated to do and be passionate about and enjoy uh, because, you know, uh, it's it's summertime, it's hot out there, I know, and if you want to run outside, some people like the treadmill. I don't particularly like it, so I like to be outside and just have to sweat a lot when you're uh, in Georgia like we are. Well, um, we're talking to someone today who is uh, not in Georgia. He is in Nevada. It's uh, former Major League pitcher Kevin Jepson, who uh, in his 10-year career in the Major Leagues had a win-loss record of 18-33, and 416 innings pitched, 373 strikeouts. That's about 373 more than I would do, and 27 saves coming out of the bullpen. Uh, he is now the CEO of of a uh, new fun, interactive, outdoor recreational game called Cup Check, an uh, organization and a game that he and about uh, nine of his uh, you know, teammates or uh, you know, major leaguers alongside him from the Padres, Angels, Reds, Giants, Athletics, um, he partnered with them, and they've created this game, Cup Check. And uh, they've officially partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society, but it's just a fun game to play. And, and so he talks about that. He talks about the state of baseball. And uh, so, uh, and I started off my conversation talking to him about um, how baseball is changing. And uh, here's the response from former MLB pitcher Kevin Jepson. watch these guys get back on the field and and uh you know especially with the 60 game schedule uh you know it's, it's gonna be a sprint usually baseball is a marathon right it, it's starting you know the end of march beginning of april and it's ending the the end of september uh so it's it's definitely a grind but but this man 60 games it's you better hit the ground running uh come out hot and i think we're gonna see a lot of teams uh you know in the playoff race uh and even make the playoffs that you know, we haven't been accustomed to seeing the last few years uh, at the end of the season. So I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I know a lot of guys are, are you know, testing positive for, for COVID right now. And, and uh, you know, I just pray that, you know, the season gets off and, and finishes because, you know, we, I think we've all been waiting a long time for, 
for baseball to start up. Yeah, and so and, and, you know, I'm we're here in kind of Braves country, uh, Atlanta, and we've had yeah. recently had Freddie Freeman and three of their three of his teammates test positive on uh, the last week. So, I mean, have you talked to some of your former teammates or your friends that are uh, major leaguers? Are they kind of are they worried? Are they excited? Or is it just kind of a, a, a fear of the unknown? Yeah, I, I think it's it's all of those. You, know, you talk to the guys, and and everything's different, right? They. A lot of guys normally would be getting a place to live out there. You know, they rent wherever they're playing, you know, um, to live for the season. Right now, everybody's kind of in hotel rooms. Uh, you know, it's just everything's still kind of up in the air. They know they're getting ready for a season. But at the same time, the rest of the, the life, the living part is is up in the air. Guys don't know kind of what's happening next uh, as far as that goes. So, um you know, it's the excitement of getting ready for the season. You know, they're, they're finally ready to play. It's the, you know, nervousness of, you know, they're getting tested every few days. Uh, you know, is that p- test going to come back positive? Um, you know, their families, are they putting their families in danger, their kids? Um, you know, it's it's the unknown of, of how serious this can be for, for them, their families, um, being safe out there on the field, working out with masks on. Uh, going inside, working out in the training room around all the other guys. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not a uh, uh, you know just easy um, get back on the field, have tons of fun, kind of let it go type uh, situation right now. But uh, definitely a lot of mixed emotions for these guys. Yeah, I mean, do, are you excited? I mean, as a fan and as a you've got a lot of your friends that are out there on the field. I mean, are you? Excited that we are actually, well, the reality is hopefully we will have baseball this year. <laughs> I am for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's tough, right? It's, you know, we, we practice at home here, all of us in our normal lives, you know, we're practicing our social distancing. We're wearing a mask when we go out in public, you know, doing all the stuff that we should be doing. Um, you know, but I'm one of those guys in, in my opinion that it's, you know, I can't just, stop life right like i'm going to take all the the precautions to stay safe keep others safe but uh you know we got to keep moving forward that's just what we do as as a people and and i think just as americans in general too is um you know we overcome right we adapt we overcome um you know and so to see these guys kind of do the same thing to get out there uh on the field and play kind of for us at home right us americans at home sitting here having some sports to watch while we're letting all this play out in the summer. I, I definitely uh, tip my hat to these guys to, to go out there and do that. And I know that the the players uh, and fans have had a lot more downtime the last few months. And I know cup check is a big uh, way to kind of fill some of that time. So we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But first, I wanted to kind of get to know you a little better, Kevin, for those who um, have maybe have watched your career over the last, you know, 10 years of, you know, more than uh, almost 400 strikeouts in your career. So uh, first of all, I, I have a, I do look a little fast forward. This is just a rapid fire questions, kind of getting to know you a little bit. So first of all, uh, and maybe this has changed for you, I'm sure, over the last few years. What is your job description for you at work and at home now? I guess that's that's changed a little. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, you know full time dad for sure. Um, you, so how many kids to, do you have? I, I just have one kid and one on the way. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. I try to. I also try to moonlight as a not great semi-professional golfer. Um, I, uh, you know, try to wear the hat of CEO for Cup Check. 
um, you know, and then just enjoy my uh, my summers. It's only my uh, second summer off of, of not being not playing baseball since I was 17, I think. So, uh, you know, trying to enjoy that as much as I can in, in these times. But that's that's about it. You're still a young man, what, 35? So, so you 35. got plenty of years, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. um, the next one, the fast forward is uh, how do you, you know, now that you're not a, a pro baseball player, how do you stay physically fit? Yeah, so um, obviously when we're not in lockdown, uh, you know, I go to the gym. I, I, my day usually starts out with uh, I do 100 flights of stairs on the Stairmaster. Uh, I'm one of those guys that I don't like to set a time. If, if I set a goal of what I want to, to reach is better for me. If I set a time, I feel like I sit there and watch the seconds and, and it just – I can't do it. So – I uh, get in, I do a hundred flights of stairs on the Stairmaster. And then I go do all the lifts that I wasn't able to do while playing baseball, you know, being a pitcher, right. Um, I like to do heavy, heavy weights. Now I do, you know, the bench press and, um, you know, I'll do some, some cleans for leg day and just kind of mix in stuff. That's fun. I should enjoy the, uh, the workouts now. You could get the muscles like Bryson DeChambeau and, you know, hit those long drives, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. Um, the next one is, um, do you have like an inspirational or spiritual, some kind of motto that, you know, something you live by? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if it's a motto. I, you know, I try to tell myself in the morning, it's just, you know, when you wake up, it's, you know, it's be positive, uh, try to be as positive as you can every day, um, you know, and see if you can help somebody out that day, right? So it's like, you're going to get up in the morning and, and it's so easy for us to just think about all the stuff. So we, you know, we have to do, uh, I have to do this, uh, you know, I got this day and just kind of, you'd easily get into that drag. Um, you know, I just try to wake up in the morning and uh, just try to change my attitude if I need to, um, you know, stuff you get to do today, uh, people you get to go talk to, uh, enjoy, meet, all that. And uh, I don't have a, like a set, you know, motto that, you know, I recite to myself. Gotcha. And then the, uh, well, staying positive is so important. And the last of the fast forward rapid fire, um, what is something uh, unique about uh, Kevin Jepson? Oh, man. Um, I do have a Olympic medal. I was part of the Ooh. 2008, uh, yeah, 2008 uh, Olympic baseball team over in Beijing, um, and uh, we we ended up bringing home a bronze medal. So I have one of those. Those seem to be uh, very unique. Um, I don't know too many people that I've run into that have those outside of our team. You sh you should be wearing that for all your interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, speaking of that, um, that's 2008. That's when you started your major league career. I know you played with the Angels, uh, Rays, Twins, Rangers, and um, several teams. And so, um, what? Looking back, you know, I mean, you're just a couple years removed from it. I mean, um, what were some of the highlights for you about you know being a major leaguer? Um, and uh, you know, because you went out there for um, you pitched in almost 500 games. I mean, it's it's a it's a lot of grind for over the course of the decade. Yeah, so um, you know, like you said, there's so many, so many memories that are just you know running through my brain right now. Uh, you know, '08, uh, I, I made my debut. Um, 
you know, the first three batters I faced were uh, Derek Jeter, Bobby Abreu, and uh, Alex Rodriguez. So that was kind of a, a highlight of my my introduction to the big leagues. You know, kind of a you know, welcome to the show, kid. Now here you go, super yacht. <laughs> good good luck with these three batters, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I faced those three guys my my first first outing. Uh, you know, went three up, three down. So that's so that's good. I, I, get, I get to hang my hat on that. Uh, you know, and then the playoffs. We made the, I made the playoff roster that that year. Um, you know, going into to Fenway in the playoff atmosphere as a you know twenty four year old kid. Um, you know, just fresh into the big leagues, still trying to take it all in. Uh, that was you know something that that I'll never forget. Uh, and then just hitting all the ballparks, right? Uh, you're going to all these these different cities, seeing every ballpark for the first time, walking in, just you know, you, you feel like a little kid again, right? It's it's these these parks that you're going and playing on. You've been watching these guys play in these parks on TV since you're a little kid. Um, you know, when I first broke into the league, 08, 09, there's still a lot of, you know, guys that, that I grew up watching, you know, still playing. I got to face, uh, you know, Griffey, which was a childhood hero of mine, you know, what growing up, um, you know, and so being able to just kind of enter into that realm of those guys that were still, you know, in the last few years of their career, being able to face those guys and play with them and all that was uh, was pretty surreal for me. Do you do you miss uh, being you know in the dugout and the camaraderie and and uh, I mean I know it's it's hard work uh, but I, I imagine it was very rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that uh, you know you still lay in bed at night. Uh, you know, I, I think as an athlete, uh, you know, that you still have those moments where you lay in bed and you're like, man, man, I still got it. Can I still, you know, do you think I could still get out there? And you know, then reality sets in and you start remembering your last few games that you were playing in and. You know, the batters remind you that uh, it was time to hang them up. But, uh, yeah, you miss all that, right? You miss the spring training with the guys where you're out on the field and you're having fun. Everybody's laughing, joking. It's lighthearted. You're getting ready for the season. And then, uh, you know, the battle and you're you're in the, the season with these guys. You're in the grind. You're, you know, 90, 100 games in. You still have 60-something games left. And, you know, you're just worn out. And, and everybody is. And, and uh you got each other's backs and you're going out there and, and you're finishing the season. So, uh, yeah, all that stuff I, I definitely miss and, and always will. And, you know, I mean, people, you know, even though a lot of our listeners you know, obviously are not pro athletes, but they can relate to like, you know, um, well, you know, is it I can't do what I used to be able to do when I was 20, 25 years old. Was that the case with you with like, was it a matter of just age catching up with you or just a matter of just the wear and tear on your body, your arm? Yeah, it was definitely the uh, the wear and tear. I mean, age wise, I still you know strong felt um, felt great. Didn't feel that you know the the season was too much for me. I just noticed that I I couldn't throw you know being a, a reliever of the bullpen, I couldn't throw as often, and my body bounced back. Um, I never had any pain at the end, uh, which was great. Like my arm never hurt. Uh, it wasn't any of that. It was just the ball just wouldn't come out. You know, if I had three, four, five, six days off, um, then it would come out. I could still, you know, run it up there mid-90s, but then the next outing it would be low 90s. And if I threw, you know, three times in a week, that third outing, you know, it would just be high 80s, maybe touch 90, 91. So it just – I think just the, the 
amount of games, uh, the wear and tear. Um, and I had shoulder surgery, I had labrum surgery and I was what, 20 years old. So from 20 to, you know, 35, 34, when I was done, um, that's a lot of years on a, on a, uh, you know, fixed shoulder. So it was pretty impressive that I was able to go that long without needing some kind of work done. And, and so I just think it, it had run its course, you know, the, the miles, everything has a, uh, you know, expiration date. And I think that was it for, for my shoulder. It just had enough. So in any, um, like, um, neighborhood or church softball or baseball in your future, I mean, do you <laughs> feel like you can, you can go out there and, uh, still show them what you got? Yeah. So, um, this was at this last January, um, some, some guys, you know, rounded up a team and they, they got me out there. We played, uh, a Chicago ball tournament. So it's like softball. I don't know if you know what Chicago ball is, but I, I had no idea what Chicago was. Chicago ball was at the time. So it's, it's bigger than a softball. Um, and it's kind of soft on the outside, right? So it's, it's not that hard. Uh, like a volley, volleyball almost. Not almost that big, not, not, not that big. It's probably somewhere <laughs> in between. Yeah. It's in between a volleyball and a softball somewhere kind of right in the middle. And it has like a soft leather on the outside, kind of like a volleyball. Uh, and you don't you don't use any um, gloves, any mitts. So it's you know you're playing the infield, you're playing the outfield, and you just have your your bare hands uh, to catch this ball. So um, it was fun. It was fun. It took me uh, took me a couple times to figure out how to hit this dang thing. You know, because it's still slow pitch softball. You know, with the arc, and um, you know, I'd never played that before. So. That was fun being out there, uh, you know, having that sense of being out there with the guys, playing, having fun. Um, you know, and the, the competitiveness, you definitely creeps back in uh, while you're out there. So, yeah, I could definitely see maybe this fall trying to round up some, some guys and maybe do like a slow pitch softball uh, squad or something like that. Get some of your old teammates together. They'll, they'll have plenty of gas in the tank after what uh, after playing just for sixty games, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're they're gonna be ready, ready to go. They'll be just broken in. <laughs> um, and speaking of that, you know, um, you know, on this the podcast, um, we, I talk about fitness a lot, and just because there's all kinds of different fitness, whether gym, running, playing sports, um, whatever else people can do. Um, you know, um, was it, um, you know. How do you and other major leaguers and maybe just friends of yours now in, in Nevada, how do you stay fit like on and off the field? I mean, is it like a, is it um, you know, different things? I hear people doing yoga and dance and I hear people doing like, you know, um, you know, running sprints. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how many different uh, workouts, uh, routines that guys adapt. I mean, just in, in major league baseball, like I, I know, uh, Evan Longoria, um, one of our buddies in, in, you know, owns cup check as well. He, he likes to do yoga in the off season. Uh, you know, he said it, it kind of repairs his body. He feels, you know, keeps him loose limber, um, you know, from a, a season long grind. So he loves yoga mixed in with the workouts. I know other guys that just do, um, you know, high intensity workouts that, um, we would do when I was working out. We would do like interval training, like circuits. Um, so you'd have you know five five circuits, and we'd do I don't know three or four different uh, uh, sets of those. So you'd have you know five workouts. So you do three times through that uh, 
the workout, then you rest and you start your next deal and you go uppers and lowers and abs and the shoulders and the whole deal. So um, that was our way of like for us pitchers that worked out together, that's kind of our way of shedding some, some off season uh, LBs that, that we didn't need to carry into spring training, you know, while getting stronger um, and all that. But uh, yeah, it's, I think everybody just kind of adapts what works for them, right? You're, you're going to see it in the mirror, right? I, I hate getting on a scale because I don't think numbers numbers matter, right? I like to do the, the mirror test. You, you know what you're looking at in the mirror, whether you're making gains or your your body's getting into what you, you like to see. And, and if you don't, then you just kind of adapt, right? You move on, you find something that works for you and, and something you enjoy. I think once you find a workout that that is tailored for you, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy going to the gym. You're going to enjoy working out. And maybe not while we're in it, right? Nobody enjoys that, that huffing and puffing and sweating, but when you're done, there's, there's definitely no better feeling. Yeah. I mean, and then, like you said, it's kind of how you, how you feel. And, you know, for me, I've become a runner over the last uh, six or seven years just to try to shed some weight and be healthy in my forties. So I guess is running typically for you as a former major leaker. I mean, is that kind of punishment? Cause running used to be for <laughs> me a punishment for sports, like go do some sprints, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh man, running is is definitely one of my least favorite things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if if it was because I was you know 245 pounds when I was playing, and and my goal was just to you know have as much solid weight on me to last through a full season. I felt when I was heavier playing, um, you know, I was able to to withstand the whole season. Right, I didn't break down. I was able to pitch 65 to 75 games um and pitch every day but now man I'm, i think i'm 220 now uh but i've just i've lost kind of all that playing weight uh and i feel good but man i still can't run i still i could do sprints sprints is what i would do when i was playing the long distance it just beat me up my my hips my knees uh but uh, i could i could muster some sprints I choose not to nowadays because I don't have to run for anything or, uh, <laughs> you know, like you said, any punishments for uh, not, not doing my job the night before. But uh, that's how I get on the Stairmaster. I, you know, put my uh, headphones on and, and just, uh, you know, zone out. Yeah. And for, and for that weight, just so that for, from a um, perspective, you're pretty tall too. It was 6'3", 6'4"? Yeah, 6'3". Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, well, turning now to, um, I, I know that something that you've really kind of been able to focus on, maybe, you know, post uh, baseball as well, is uh, your uh, yeah, CEO, which that kind of fell into your lap as well. And it comes, like, you know, maybe you didn't set out to be CEO, but you're CEO of Cupcheck. So tell me about, uh, for those who've not heard of it or are curious about it, tell me about how this all got started because. This is, I guess, was this a, kind of a hobby when you were playing or, or trying to figure something out? Yeah. So, um, like you said, it was, I didn't, when I was done playing baseball, I didn't set out to go, man, I just want to be CEO. I just want that title next to my name. That's definitely not how, uh, how it happened. I was trying to do as little as possible when I uh, <laughs> got done playing. Um, no, but so back in 2016, I was playing with Tampa at the time and we were in playing the Dodgers. We had a day off. Um, my agents lived down there in, in Southern California and myself and uh, Matt Andrees and Kirk Casale, um, who are also in on the game. Uh, we all have the same agents. So agents picked us up at the hotel. We went down to the beach. Um, 
you know, we just started playing uh, this game that it wasn't even a game at the time, right? It was four six foot tall PVC pipes, um, four red solo cups and, and two Frisbees. And what we did is we just, you know, you stick them in the sand and uh, it's kind of, it's, it's a little similar to like a Polish horseshoes in the fact that you're throwing a Frisbee and you're, you know, there's something on top of a pole, but very, very different in the fact that there's four poles. Um, there's, you know, four cups and the cups are trying to launch. So you have two people on each side and, and the cups pop off in the air. The team on defense can catch it. They get a point. If it hits the ground, uh, the offense gets two points. Uh, so at that point, we just started playing it for ourselves, right? It was just something different. Sometimes you just get a little bored of playing the same game. You know, every time you go somewhere, it's the same game. It's a cornhole or a ladder ball. And, you know, you're just looking for something different. At least, you know, we all have very short attention spans. So we like to uh, get something new and, and action-based. Um, and this was you're that. So. You're, you're, you're competitive as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this this allows us to, to be athletic while still not, uh, you know, having to lace up the spikes and, and do all that. So we're just playing that. and. Um, God, we were just having so much fun with it that that offseason we were going to NASCAR in Phoenix, um, and we knew that we wanted to bring this game. We didn't know how to put it up on concrete. So went down to Home Depot, and, and you know, none of us guys are, are very handy as far as, like, skilled trades and uh, carpenters and all that. So it was, you know, pretty uh, kind of funny how, how we put this thing together, and we just figured we'd get some – Two by fours, some cinder blocks. We drilled some holes in some two by fours. Same, you know, PVC pipes. Put them through. Kind of got them to hold there. Put the cinder block on top of the two by fours so it would hold it to the ground. And there we were playing cup check in uh, in NASCAR and in, in the infield there on on concrete. And that's when it kind of all started. The uh, the the people that just kind of swarmed over trying to find out what we were doing, what we were playing. Um, you know, a lot of what is this? What what is this game called? Where can I buy it? Uh, and that's when we just kind of sat back and we're like, you know, shoot, we could probably make this thing. You know, people buy games. People love games. They love doing stuff active uh, outside while they're just sitting, you know, sitting around. And um, so we actually decided to to go for it. So uh, start asking, taking meetings, flying down to. Uh, LA to meet with different people uh, that were in the, the business or knew somebody that was in the business of having made something and, and sold it. Cause I mean, I don't, I, at that point I didn't know anybody that had actually made a product from the ground up and sold it um, whether it was in stores or online or anything like that. So we, we had a very small list of people we could reach out to. So that was kind of a grind for a while. And, then once we did find those people, then we actually had to make it and, and figure out where it's going to get manufactured, how it's going to get manufactured, how uh, how much it was going to cost, what we we're going to sell it for, could we sell it for a certain price? Um, you know, just all the little things that you have no idea that goes into all this until you're actually trying to do it yourself. And I know, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Cup Check launched spring training of last year. Uh, is this something that, I mean, is it, pretty easy to find like in certain stores or, or online shopping or uh, do, do people try to make it themselves? I mean, how does this all work? Yeah. So um, 
cupcheckgame.com is where we sell it. Uh, we've, we've had some, some people reach out to us, some smaller um, like sports stores uh, that have wanted to carry it. We just, we're not ready to go that route yet. Um, we're still kind of organic bluegrass, uh, just trying to get this thing out there so people know what it is. They've seen it. Uh, the, the feedback we've gotten from, every, I mean, everybody that's bought the game has just been amazing, right? Everybody loves it. Um, they, they, we get all these reviews back of, oh, my God, thank you for making this. We've been playing some kind of version or we've seen something that's been – similar along the lines but this game is you know great and it fits in a bag right that was one thing that we wanted to make sure that we did is you know it fits in in a nice easy carrying bag you could put all the uh, pieces in zip it up take it with you i've i've carried it on an airplane and and put it under the seat in front of me it slides in um you know so it's definitely lightweight i think it's two pounds or maybe a little less um and so, yeah, we sell it online. Um, you probably maybe seen we do some stuff on Instagram, on Twitter, so, uh, Facebook. So we're just trying to get the word out, kind of slowly um, build this thing. And, and I think part of that, that reason for slowly growing is, is for our sake as well, um, you know, just trying to hold on to the reins because we're, we're definitely learning and we've learned so much along the way. But, uh, you know, this is a, a first for for almost all of us. You should, you should, uh, you know, you and uh, one of your partners, I think is one of your partners, Yasiel Puig, y'all should, y'all could go on shark tank together. Right. And, uh, try to, try to pitch it to Mark Cuban and the gang, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So we, we've definitely been, uh, we've been approached by, uh, the producers of shark tank to ah. on the show. And, and we've, we've kind of, we, we definitely kicked it around and we've kind of started a little bit of those steps, but we're just, the, the problem with Shark Tank, and this is the only problem that we're having with Shark Tank, is they film in June and September. So this year would have been fine, except they weren't filming in June because of the lockdown. But all the guys, I'm the only one uh, not playing right now. So all the guys are playing in June and September. So, um, you know, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have any partners with me on the show. And I don't know if I'm ready to uh, take on those sharks by myself. So <laughs> I need some, I need some backup. So yeah, I mean that that definitely uh, that definitely could be a possibility here in the new new or the uh, near future if you know some of these guys start retiring and and uh, or they start filming in a different uh, month, but we'll see. Gotcha. Well, last question for you, um, Kevin. Um, I know that uh, part of and and you can tell me a little more about this. The part of Cupcheck is you have an official partnership with a charity, the Testicular Cancer Society. I know it's the leading form of cancer for men ages 15 to 35. So uh, tell me about the importance of that, about giving back and being a part of something that is helping people with their health and, and especially, you know, um, guys that, you know, you can relate to. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was one thing that we were all unanimous, unanimous about uh, all the partners is that Cupcheck need to have its own charity, right? Um, some guys have their own charities uh, that they do during the season. They'll hold uh, events and other guys give to you know certain charities that they pick and but the one thing is that we all give back uh and we felt that Cupcheck you know needed to do that as well and we're kicking around some ideas and uh, it was last April and we're still can't, haven't come up with something we're trying to 
figure out which is going to be the best uh, for Cupcheck. And it was brought to our attention that April is the National Testicular Cancer uh, Awareness Month. And then once we found out about that, um, it just kind of everything fell into place as far as, you know, there's we started learning that there's been multiple guys in the big leagues um, that had had it and, and gone through it. Uh, once we found out that, like you said, it was the leading cause, 15 to 35, that's right in our demographic. Um, leading cause in men, it's guys don't know about it. Um, you know, we'd never heard to check ourselves or anything like that. So it was, it just felt right for something um, for us to, to partner up with the, with them. And then, you know, our name cup check is, you know, it's kind of very fitting for uh, that, that charity. Um, so it just, like I said, it, it all fell into place and it just felt right. And, and they've been amazing over there. Um, you know, allowing us to, uh, to partner up with them and, and each game you get, there's a, a pamphlet in there that, uh, you know, kind of tells you to how to go about it and, and give you a little more, uh, info on, on the whole deal. Yeah. Spreading, spreading the good word on that. That's great. And so how much is the game? Like if somebody wants to go buy, cause maybe people are listening like, Oh, is it, is it a hundred bucks? Is it you know, no. 10 bucks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, on our website. It's fifty nine ninety nine uh, is what we sell it for. Um, and you get the whole game, uh, two Frisbees, you get six blue cups, you get uh, six white cups in there as well, um, carrying case. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's all in there together, um, you know, and we'll ship it out to you. So, yeah, it's definitely, we've been, like I said, we've been getting uh, some, some very good feedback. We've, we've definitely been picking up uh, sales, trying to, you know, keep it going over the last few months. But uh, yeah, this 2020 has been a very good year for us so far. So just trying to get it out there. And, and uh, you know, once people, we know once people play it, they're hooked. So that's kind of been our, uh, our goal and, and our mission this year. That's cool. And I know you're excited about watching some real live baseball games, uh, regular season uh, kicking off soon. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure who you're rooting for. Maybe, maybe your Tampa Bay Rays friends. Um, I, I hear that, the analysts are saying that they might have an advantage with a shorter season. So maybe they're a conventional wisdom. The Rays could be there, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's the thing about being, uh, being ex players. I tend to root for the guys that I know that my buddies, the players, I, I root for them more so than an actual team. Um, but you know, like you said, the Rays, um, you know, I got, uh, buddies still on the angels, uh, so, you know, Kirby, Kirby Yates down with the Padres. I like to see them. I'd like to see the Padres, you know, have a shot at making the playoffs, let Kirby get in there and get some saves in the postseason. Uh, so, yeah, you end up rooting for those the teams that your buddies are on to uh, get to playoffs and, and do well. So we'll see, man. Yeah, the, the Rays definitely uh, – they put some stuff together, right? They, they have a way of, of uh, beating, you know, conventional wisdom and, and, and doing their – there's stuff that might look a little weird from the outside, but they get it done. So they'll definitely be right there in that race to the finish. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin Jepson, for joining us from Nevada. And good luck with, uh, with Cup Check and, uh, and uh, enjoying uh, time with your family. And good luck with your uh, uh, baby on the way as well. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it.
It was great to meet uh, Kevin via Zoom, at least. He was a, a great sport. And I'm uh, looking forward to maybe uh, grabbing that game sometime, cup check, and uh, and checking that out. And uh, looking forward to watching uh, some baseball, hopefully real live baseball in the regular season in just a few weeks. And uh, we'll see if uh, football happens, too. Lots of changes already happening with that and over the last few days. Turning now to our final segments of the Run the Race podcast, starting with a little bit of food for thought. One of the best pitchers baseball has ever seen. He was called the left arm of God in his dozen years, mostly with the L.A. Dodgers. Sandy Koufax um, chose his Jewish faith over baseball, and his fans will never forget. This is from uh, uh, Sportscasting on the website, and this is 50 years later from this event happening. Um, and back in uh, 1965, the Dodgers were getting ready to play the first game of that year's World Series. Uh, they would have to do that, though, without their ace pitcher. That year, October 6 coincided with Yom Kippur the Jewish Day of Atonement. Now, he was uh, deep in his Jewish faith, Koufax was, so he had to decide between his day job and his religion, which he chose the latter. It was not an easy decision for him. He wanted to play quite badly, but he talked with the rabbis and other religious leaders before making the decision. He said, quote, if I'm told it isn't proper to pitch, then I won't because I wouldn't feel right about it. And, uh, you know, those are, those are uh, you know, several sides of things here. People agree with his beliefs. They say, that, you know, he, he was a strong man, put his faith before his jobs. Others didn't see eye to eye with it. They saw a man letting down his teammates, his fans, and letting down himself by not taking part. So uh, he was outspoken about adhering to his Jewish upbringing. It was very much a part of him. Yom Kippur, it was something, you know, it was different in his eyes. And he was very serious about his convictions. Koufax never regretted his decision not to play. He stated he played a game for a living, and his higher power came from God, not from baseball. Again, that's from Sandy Koufax, one of the best to ever play the game. And mensfitness.com has uh, something they call the 10 best exercises for baseball players. We're not going to list all 10 now, So, uh, but if you uh, get your pen and paper out or if you want to uh, like listen to this back while you do some of these exercises, I picked five of these out, all but one, uh, no equipment required. So you can just do that with your with your body weight. You know, baseball is a sport that you got to deal with a lot of elbow and shoulder injuries. And, um, you know, usually in the past, MLB players didn't do a lot of strength training because they thought it would make them too big and tight and muscular uh, for some of the movements they need for the game. Well, with the baseball exercises, of course, the goal is is not really to bulk up, and maybe that's not your goal either, but to increase rotational strength, kind of core strength, which is what we all need. And the key, that's key to generating power when you throw a ball or swing a bat. So the first one is called the goblet squat. And the reason to do it, according to mensfitness.com, is to develop power in the lower body. So this is what you do. You hold a kettlebell. So this is the only one you have equipment for. You hold a kettlebell with two hands against your chest, prepare to drink from it, kind of goblet style. And you squat by sitting your hips back and down, keeping the weight in the heels of your feet. That's without lifting your toes, though. Make sure the kettlebell is touching your chest throughout the move. Your elbows should gently touch your knees and rise and extend powerfully through the hips, and you repeat that for 10 reps. The second one is the leg cradle. Uh, This is to open up your your glutes and your hips. So here's what you do. You lift your right foot off the ground, and you squat while standing on your left leg. So your one leg. Lift your right knee to your chest, placing your right hand under your right knee and your left hand under your right ankle. So kind of switch it up there. Pull your right leg as close to your chest as you can in a stretch, squeezing your left glute, 
you step forward with your right foot, and then you switch feet. You do 10 reps per side. This is good for your glutes and hips. Uh, something else to help with your, uh, your your hip flexors and your lower back is something called the backward lunge with a twist. So you step back with your left leg like a typical lunge, lean back slightly, reach your left arm to the sky as you twist your torso uh, over your front or your right leg in this case. Step into the next lunge and repeat that 10 reps and then on the other side. Uh, the fourth uh, that I'm listing here from Men's Fitness is Sprinter Starts, and improving acceleration. If you want to go fast for baseball or anything else, you start in a push-up position with elbows extended. Then you fire your legs explosively, making sure you use your arms for momentum, spring forward 10 yards, make sure you drive your feet hard into the ground, uh, and kind of like a motion like you're running, and then rest for 30 seconds and repeat uh, five more times. And the last one I'm giving you in terms of the best exercises for baseball players or for anybody of us is lateral bound. This is to build explosive lateral power in your legs. So if you want to get your legs strong and it makes everything else stronger as well at times, you stand balanced. Again, this is on one leg, on the right leg with the left foot on the ground. Squat slightly with the right leg, then use the leg and glutes to jump laterally, extend through your ankle, knee, and hip. You land on the opposite leg only, making sure you maintain your balance. This is good for focus and balance. Repeat on the other side. Hold for a count of three on each side, and you do 10 for each side. There's some exercises for you. You can listen back to this. I might do the same as well and listen to the instructions as I do them and press pause uh, between each exercise. Um, so hopefully that will, uh, will help you out. And uh, our parting gift for today is, um, you can see it as maybe baseball related, is a uh, verse from the Bible. It says, it is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand in the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. That's Psalm 18, 32 through 34. Again, this is he being God, giving you that strength and your arms and your feet to stand and and uh, to be trained for battle and be ready for anything that comes our way in life. We have so much of it coming our way right now. And we're going to close in prayer. Uh, God, uh, just thank you for this opportunity to uh, speak to people out there um, just about the things that we can do to improve ourselves in terms of uh, exercises for for our physical well-being and uh, just faith practices in terms of your word and uh, prayer and just speaking to you and looking for ways to, to seek you more. Uh, for our, our emotional well-being, for our spiritual well-being. And we just thank you, God. Uh, we pray for churches, businesses, um, people all across America and the world right now as we face, uh, continue to face this global COVID-19 pandemic and decisions have to be made about opening and reopening and closing down. And God, just uh, give people strength and wisdom to do the right thing so that we are all safe and healthy and help us to all be responsible as well what we need to do. And uh, God, just help us in our mental um, capacity too, as we, uh, you know, have more isolation, uh, that we can, um, you know, have healing from this in so many different ways. You name me, pray. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. And we know you have a lot of choices out there, but please tell others about it. Use the hashtag Run the Race podcast, and you can find us again wherever you found us here. But, uh, you know, in the future, Apple Podcasts, Google, 
um, Play and Stitcher and Spotify and on Apple. If you go to the bottom, love for you to rate us uh, five stars if you like and and write a review on there because that helps us uh, keep us going. We have about a, a 20 on there and I'll give you guys some shout outs very soon. And I uh, hope you enjoy watching the upcoming baseball and whatever sports seasons are coming up. We pray that, uh, that they, they will happen and that we can get back to some sorts of some sort of normality and uh, and also unity across America because we know sports can definitely do that. Um, until next time, have a blessed week. <laughs>